Hey, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And the way we do it is we help you fall asleep with a bedtime story. Something to take your mind off your troubles, your overthinking, your worrying, your calculating, your scheming, whatever's keeping you awake at night. And the stories we tell are just interesting enough to get yourself out of your head, but as it goes along, it'll get just boring enough that you can drift off into dreamland. If this is your first time here, all, all I ask is you give it you give it a shot. If you have any trouble sleeping, get in bed after you've brushed your teeth and all that, turn out your lights, pull up your covers, and press play on this podcast. Give it a couple times and see if it works for you. Older episodes are on iTunes or at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments... It's uh, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, or you can find us on Twitter at Dearest Scooter, at Dearest Scooter. That's D-E-A-R-E-S-T, Scooters, S-C-O-O-T-E-R. I can't even spell my own call sign or whatever you want to call that. I also need to ask you guys a favor once again. I'm looking to get five more iTunes reviews, so I just need five of you. That's you, you that's listening right now, pretending I'm not talking directly to you. I am. If you can just take about five minutes of your time and review and rate us on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. Again, I just need just you and four other people to help. So thank you so much. That'll raise our profile and help us reach more people that are struggling to sleep. I think the I think I might have had something else to say, but I can't think of it right now. So thank you so much for listening and and let's fall asleep. We continue on with the story of After the Glass Slipper, the tale of Cinderella, her fairy godmother, Penelope, her stepmother Agatha and their friend Roland and their adventures after Cinderella became princess. If you want to catch up on our story, you can do it on iTunes. Just look for the Sleep With Me podcast episodes that say After the Glass Slipper in the title, or on our website, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash glassslipper. Things weren't looking too great last time. The Cinderella... Fairy godmother, stepmother, Roland, they were all trapped in the wizard's tower. King was trying to burn it down even though it was made of stone. He wasn't having too much luck, but you know he's up to no good. And sooner or later he was going to get those, get his vengeance, I guess, on, on the four of them. Probably take their lives, and they didn't know of a way to escape, but then somehow the fairy godmother got the wand, and they're opening a portal to fairyland to escape from the tower and that's where we pick up shimmering in the against one of the walls of the uh, wizard's tower is a portal it's just shimmering you can't really see anything on the other side of it kind of like the gray static of a old-fashioned tv or pre pre pre-digital tv 
when there'd be just gray fuzz. You could probably look that up on YouTube. The four of them hold hands and they take a deep breath and they step through the portal. Slowly, they emerge on the other side of the portal and they look behind them and they can see the dull rectangle of the portal. Most portals I know are, are, are ovals and that's a more, or uh, circles. And sure, that's a more cinematic thing and more organic, but this portal, portal happens to be a rectangle and maybe fairies are more into geometry than in science. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, you know, because I could notice some of you scoffing at the rectangular portal. Looking back, they see the room they left, but it's it's slowly fading. Then they start to look around and they notice that there's nothing around them. Everything is a shade of gray, just one shade of gray, not the the 50, 50 shades popular culture right now. They notice, they look at each other and they notice that it's kind of like dusk, like they're all gray too. There's no real definition around them. And everyone starts to get nervous. Yeah, Ro, 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 Roland speaks up for, um, uh, Penelope, uh, which way, which way are we headed next? I mean, where, where, where are we stay? Penelope, which way are we headed next? I kind of feel a little bit scared. Well, um, I'm not quite sure, Roland. I, I they, Usually when I come through the portal in the woods, you know, when I was working with Cinderella, I would go and my day would be over. So I'd create the portal out in the woods and I would go through it. And I would go through the portal, walk through, and next thing I know, I'd be in my garden and I'd be looking at my flowers and my plants. Next I would... Enter my cottage, you know, I'd go down my little flagstones, fix myself an evening tea, have some supper, and then I'd knock off for the night, you know. Maybe do some light reading, or ha go have a neighbor over for a game of uh, Smash the Beetle. That's about it. Uh, you know, my day would be done, I'd just be relaxing and then going off to sleep. Before I worked for Cinderella, like I said, they kind of erase our memories, so I don't quite remember, but I have a feeling that's my routine. So I've never been in this gray zone. It's quite... I... I would say... I need to think about it for a second, because I wouldn't say we should just start walking, because since we can't see where we're going and everything's the same, we could quite easily get lost. Well, um, Penelope, this is Agatha, and we could be lost already because... Wait, are you sure you're open to Portal to Fairyland and not Greyland or somewhere else? Uh, uh, oh, dear. My poor, poor Cinderella. Cinderella? Cinderella. And they look over at Cinderella, and Cinderella's just kind of... Staring into the mist. Well, it's not mist. Everything's gray, so. She's just staring into the grayness. 
Cinderella, Cinderella, what are you doing? Oh, I, uh, I'm seeing things in the gray mist, the grayness. Well, those are just the, th the bugs that live on your eyeballs. They're floating around. They're called floaters. Oh, miss, I, I, I thought they were dead, uh, dead worms, the blood worms that carry our blood through our system. You know, like the ones in my arms are, if they're purple, I think they're alive. You know, the blood worms, the ones the leeches kiss. Well, I see, um, I don't know, I can't quite, quite make it out. I wish this was more like a drawing. It's strange that we're all, we're all drawn and, oh, no way, I see something. Up there. Penelope, Penelope, come here. Oh, yes, Cinderella, what is it? Look. Look over there. It's a, it's a, it looks like a, I, I can't, it's, a, it's, I can almost make out some definition, but I see a path, I believe. Come on, everyone, follow me. I, I'm quite confident. And so they start off down this path at Cinderella, because Cinderella thinks she can see. Can you, Cinderella, can you describe me what you see? Well, it's a flagstone-covered path. There's a, it looks like a, a stone wall on our right. Beyond that, a field. And can it, can anyone, oh, oh, I think I do recognize where we are, Cinderella. We're on the outskirts of Ferryton, the capital of Fairyland. I believe this is a country road. But I can't, I can only see gray. I don't know what you're seeing. Okay, well, just follow me. Come on. Oh, there's something that looks like a cow, but it has scales. That's strange. Oh, that's a crabapple, Cinderella. That's a crabapple. We raise our children on crabapple milk. Those of us that are allowed to have children. Cinderella, I'm going to follow you. Penelope, I'm quite curious. You've never... Crobobble milk, and you've never really talked about uh, much about being a fairy to us and the, the rules and the laws. And this crobobble milk's the first thing I've heard about fairies. Oh, Agatha, you with your questions. Could could we talk about this later? Okay, girls. Uh, and Roland, uh, we're at a crossroads now, and I can't I can't make out the words on the sign, but it's a it's a why. So we could either go to the left or the right. And what do you guys think? Penelope, any, any gut reaction? Hmm, well, uh, that's a good question. Are you sure you see a crossroads, Cinderella? Because, yes, I'm quite sure, Penelope, it's a crossroads and there's a sign. And it's split in a Y. We're coming, we're up the, you know, it's at, we're at a Y intersection, they call it, I believe. I'm no... Roadsmith, well, Cinderella, I'm, I'm quite unnerved about this because, you see, in Fairyland, crossroads. Don't exist. We don't have crossroads in, in Fairyland. There are, there is what one road a fairy travels, with each step. And I can't remember the rest of the poem, but it's like, there is one but one road the fairy travel each. A fairy travels with each step further towards... I can't remember, but I know there's no crossroads. This... Oh, wait. 
I think I'm hearing something. Left, come left, don't go right. Well, one of us is going to need to choose Penelope so you don't... Agatha, do you have a... Hmm, Cinderella, I'm not sure if she says there's no crossroads. You're going to have to close your eyes and, and trust your gut. Okay, well, let's go left, okay? Everyone follow me. So they go left. I mean, to me, I'm watching this whole thing unfold. I still just see gray. But as soon as they go left, and they walk about ten paces, and that, I guess ten paces is what it takes all of them. Roland's at the back. They're all on this leftward path, and then things start to become more defined. And first there's just a couple lines, like, marking the side of the path, and then there's a... Then a path starts to appear, and then trees, and then color slowly fades in. Everyone kind of gets more and more excited. Oh, oh, I think uh, I see the path. No, Cinderella, I can see. Oh, yes, I see. Cinderella, you chose wisely. Cinderella, um, yes, I, th I think we're, we're in good shape. Okay, well, follow me. And then they notice that they start walking faster because they're excited, and they see something in the distance, so they pick up their pace a bit. And the next thing they know, they go up a hill. The paths become more and more defined. And but then they get to the top, they're headed to the top of the hill. They can't see what's behind the hill. They're running to the crest of the hill, and Penelope's, "I'm sure we'll be able to see Fairyton when we get to the top of the hill." Oh, I can't wait! I love good views. Oh, and they're running. And Cinderella breaks into a sprint, and she goes over the hill. And then right behind her is. Agatha, and she goes over the hill, and Agatha seems like as she crests it, she tries to stop. She's, like, waving her hands like she's falling. Doesn't look like she's falling off a cliff or anything. Don't worry, folks. Not going to throw them off a cliff. But she tries to drive, and then Penelope plows into her back, and then Roland runs up behind them. And then as Roland gets over the top, they always see that the path goes right into, drops right into a path, kind of ends in midair. And they drop off the path into like a cell on wheels, kind of like a Fisher Price, like you'd see in the circus, like like a cage on wheels that you might keep a lion in. And they all fall into that. And there's nice straw bedding, so they they manage not to fall on each other. And as soon as the four of them fall into it, everything turns gray again. And then the cart. The cell on wheels, whatever you want to call it, starts moving. It starts moving faster and faster. The gray starts going by. And you can't tell, but it's streaking by because they're moving so fast. But they can feel it bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. Everyone's in the cage holding on to each other. Holding on to the bars for dear life. Terribly afraid. And then the, cra the cage shoots into a tunnel, and the tunnel's gray, but it clearly is like a gray stone tunnel, and they're flying through the tunnel. It's still blurry, but they know they can feel the dampness of the air and the bumps in the road, and they exit the tunnel, exits the tunnel in this huge, huge vaulted room, like a giant dome, almost like you'd imagine a an ancient subterranean medieval subway station just a giant vaulted stone room 
and the cage rolls to the center of the room where they can see it's surrounded by it. It's like a ro- it's like in the center of an amphitheater. And the, r- the room's empty. And for a second, everyone just holds on to each other and waits and waits and looks around. Suddenly, Penelope looks around rapidly and she goes, Oh, dear, this, uh, this isn't good. This, this, this can't be good. Oh, uh, what's that, Miss Penelope? Why, why is that, uh, what, what's, uh, what's the matter? Well, uh, hmm. This is familiar, I believe. This is the, uh, Fairy Hall of Justice, where justice is served. What do you mean it's the, uh, Hall of Justice, Penelope? The, uh, it's like, uh, what do you mean? Well, um, this is where they have the trials for, uh, fairies in poor standing, usually. So I'm sure you guys have nothing to worry about. Uh, Cinderella, what what are you looking at? Per- Cinderella, Cinderella, we're- Cinderella, are you with us or are you still seeing things after, after you walked us into this moving cage? Well, stepmother Penelope Roland does seem we're captured. And if we're in the Hall of Justice, one can assume that, unfortunately, we're their prisoners. And at the very least, Penelope's going to have to face some sort of silence. Well, who said that? Who said that? Anybody? In the cage, all of you, silent. This is merely the voice of the Hall of Justice. You will all stand trial today for trespassing in Fairyland, creating a portal illegally. Hold on, folks, I got one second. I'm looking up other charges. Illegal use of fairy magic, breaking your fairy vows, changing your fairy name to Penelope, impersonating a fairy. Triggering fairy volcano attacks, not carrying out your mission with not carrying out your mission with promptness. So, we will have trials for Cinderella, for manipulating fairy magic, Agatha for impersonating a fairy, illegal use of fairy magic, illegal trespassing. There's plenty of charges, don't worry. We will be charging you with plenty more things. And your trial will begin in five, four... Oh, so excuse me, boys. Uh, you didn't mention I'm Roland. Uh, you didn't have to uh, mention my name. Ah, uh, Mr. Roland, you will. You, unfortunately, Mr. Roland. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. You've kind of been dragged along as far as we could tell on this whole thing. So you're not technically you're not charged with anything but trespassing. But whatever the punishment is, you'll probably have to uh, 
Yeah, you, you, you'll suffer the same punishment as the rest of the civilians. Two, one, trial begin. With that, the cage falls away, and then suddenly all around them are fairies of all shapes and sizes, which kind of look like humans, just like the fairy godmother. They're all, um, like normally, outside of this trial, they'd seem like pleasant-faced people, like people that you see on the street that seem harm not harmless, but comfortable with themselves, pleased and in harmony with the world, quite possibly. Uh, people that might actually be happy, uh, or they could be on lithium or some other drug, but or in the state of the state called bliss. But yeah, today they're bloodthirsty, so they look like happy people that have been wronged. And they're everywhere, and they're jeering and charging and throwing things. And Penelope is like looking around. Oh, oh, they've called everyone back, it seems. And it's not often we have a trial. I've never, there's never been a trial in my lifetime. Usually there's just a sentence. There's usually not a trial, so, oh dear. Um, well, well, okay. And then, like, a platform rises up with it. It's, like, very, not that different than our court. You know, there's a judge that his podium rises out of the rocks, and next to him's a stenographer, except she just uses her wand to, uh, instead of a um, steno pad or a whatever the the key. The key thing is there's a couple of bailiffs, and they start rough-handling everybody. And then there's a uh, a table with the prosecution who look a bit like happy lawyers, if you've ever run across a happy lawyer. But today they got their game faces on. And they don't have um, public defenders in Fairyland. You always defend yourself. There's no, you don't have a lawyer. So suddenly a table pops up in front of them in chairs and they sit down. First Penelope, then Cinderella, then Agatha, then Roland. And they're on the right side. The prosecution's on the left. They're facing the judge. Crowds all around them on these stone risers. You know, just like an amphitheater. And that's our court. That's our courtroom in this giant domed facility. Very Terry Gilliam-esque, I'd say. You know, let's just get straight to the trial. So Judge goes, doof, doof, doof. Order in the court, order in the court. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, which includes all the fairies of Ferryton and the greater... Lands of Fairyland. Order in the court. Order in the court. Ladies and gentlemen of the prosecution. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. All guests are part of the jury. We're going to start the trial with the most serious charges against one... Cinderella, please rise and step towards myself, the Honorable Judge Camtas. Cinderella, you are charged with trespassing, illegal use of a flying volcano. How do you choose to plead? 
Oh, what? I mean, I get that we're kind of trespassing because we're here. But usually trespassing indicates some kind of intent. And we're just here because we had no other choice. So I was hoping we could work that out without this trial thing. Could we just talk? Uh, no, we're talking now. And I do not understand this volcano thing. The volcano appeared in the sky, wiped out my husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, the king's army, almost killed us, and yet it averted war. Threw him into a fit of mad rage and then flew away. So I did not have anything to do with the volcano. And to my knowledge, no one else did either. And she kind of looks over and Penelope and Agatha are kind of giving each other looks. Usually, isn't this the part of the story where you people, like, look at Roland or Agatha, or maybe even myself, and you you know, realize that one of us, like, strikes a, bears a striking resemblance to your, like, long-lost god, and then you have a celebration... You put one of us on a chair, a throne chair, and carry us around, and then there's all sorts of confusion, and maybe you, you put us on trial then, but then the newfound god gets angry at you. Ah, uh, no, that is not the case. And, um, regarding your explanation of volcano, that's insufficient. I was hoping to be, uh, maintain a more polite demeanor in this courthouse, but your actual... Oh, dear. Your actual technical charge is apocalyptic whoring. Now, we know that you used sexual favors to trigger... Cinderella, we've been watching you a long time. We know you're not an idiot. We know of your intelligence and your cunning. We know that you worked with this Agatha person who schooled you in hard knocks. And we've watched you as we've worked with Penelope. We know you wanted the king's army gone. We know you wanted to avert war. And you got what you wished as you slept with the king and threw caution to the wind. You knew it would launch an appropriate response. And the volcano was what we considered appropriate at the time. And hence, you're facing the most serious charge among non-fairies of apocalyptic whoring. Because it could cause, you know, apocalyptic results. I, I mean, what if the volcano veered off course, Cinderella? Let's say someone, you know, we don't, we're us fairies, we don't know everything. And we merely send it out because we're told. Cinderella kind of gets a look on her face like she's about to cry. And she looks at Penelope and Agatha and they kind of look like frozen. And Cinderella does, she says, I, I just don't know, to, I did not... What's the penalty for apocalyptic whoring? Okay, because I didn't do it. Oh, Cinderella, the uh, penalty is death. As are most of the other charges you all are facing. Are you guys sure you want to do this? I mean, I have to get back to my people... The king cannot be trusted with them. And we have to figure out a plan to deal with that. I, I can't deal with... All of a sudden, at the end of the table, 
I'm gonna make a sound. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, Cinderella. All of a sudden, Roland stands up. He did cleared his throat. That was him clearing his throat, not me. Roland stands up. Cinderella, why don't you have a seat? Audible, Judge, S. Tam. Oh, it's a, it's a guest, Tam. Yes, Honor, Your Honor. Audible, Judge Castam. Esteemed prosecutors. Lovely stenographer and bailiffs. Gathered jury and honorable citizens of Ferryton. The greater lands of Fairyland. I am Roland Boxta. And I'm here to represent and speak on behalf of the Queen Cinderella. Agatha and Penelope. And to speak on these charges you speak of, and we'll go with the the more proper sounding illegal use of volcano. For my land, if you were to call the queen an apocalypse whore, you'd be beheaded on the spot. No trial, sir. I'd draw my blade and cut your head out myself. Now, meanwhile... Well, well, Roland gets up. He, it's like he's slipped into some sort of trance. You know, Penelope, Cinderella, and Agatha are just staring on in bafflement and wonder. Now, Your Honor, members of the jury, you speak of illegal use of volcanoes as if they had an apocalyptic impact on Ferryton itself. Now, by my calculations, this volcano was never on a impact course with Ferriton. Is that true, Your Honor? Well, yes, but uh, the law does not allow for... Okay, okay, Your Honor. Your, your, your law is what you speak of. For I already said if we were going by my law, you'd be gone. You'd be a goner, Your Honor. And I might have to behead each and every one of you. But... Just because the law says I shall, and I may, does not mean I will. Now, Your Honor, prosecutors, let's talk about the facts of this case. The facts are, Cinderella, the fairy godmother Agatha, have been existing and living their lives outside of Ferryton. Is that correct? Have been, well, I guess Penelope has been. Cinderella and Agatha have existed purely outside of Ferriton, is that correct? Well, uh, correct. Here are not objection from uh, the prosecution. Oh, we have an objection, Mr. Rowland. Um, yeah, yeah, I just object. Well, oh, Your Honor, you, you overrule that. Now, at some point in the middle of planning the fairy Sadie Hawkins dance... Miss Penelope was sent to intervene in the life of Cinderella. Is that correct? Well, that's uh, classified, sir. So I cannot uh, reveal that to you. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, uh, how about... Hmm. Classified, eh? What makes it classified, sir? Classified by whom? Um. Ah. Uh, it's just classified according to this, uh, this paper I have. See? See here? Here, I'll get it to you. Yeah, okay. 
says Cinderella, case 445776, signed, classified. Okay. And how are you supposed to interpret the law without the complete information, Your Honor? Well, you see, that's the way things are done here. Uh, we don't we don't have many lawbreakers, so we don't have many needs for. Uh, what is this nonsense, young man? Because I'm losing, Your Honor. Jury, prosecution. When we cross through into the fair universe, we entered a vast zone of grayness, where everything was a shade of gray. Where it almost felt like we were we were lost. And very unfamiliar and disorienting. Ah, yes, that is the great gray zone that protects Ferryton from invaders. You were only allowed in because we allowed you through the gray zone. So most invaders would be lost there. Well, Your Honor, what would you say if I just took my magical powers and went into the gray zone and colorized it? Well, colorize it, what do you mean? Well, I just took some painting techniques and painted it to look like real life. It would look close to real life. You know, I'd paint over the grays and colors of my choosing. But uh, well, that's not the way we intended it. We intended it to be a vast gray zone. Uh, 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 how are we going to get lost in uh, colorization? Right? Uh, this is nonsense. Oh, is it? Oh, so it's nonsense to you that I'd just come from out of town and paint one of your lands and just change it to my liking. Well, yes, uh, yeah. oh, you're some kind of me- me- metaphor, eh? It is. You just send off a soldier to intervene in this young woman's life. Well, I should say the results uh, initially were quite good. She was uh, going to be queen. And uh, we, 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 and why, why why did you intervene in this woman's life? Oh, because we were supposed to. We fairies, we do what needs to be done. We do what needs to be done. It's not a, it's not a grand life. In fact, we don't have many memories. We do what needs to be done, and then our day is done. Part of the fairy, uh, fairy instructional code. We do what needs to be. Do- Every fairy does does. I, I, you know, my memory's fogged because, and, you know, I just, I do my job. My job, today, is to prosecute this trial and have you all put to death. And, I can't say that. I feel great, but I can say that it's what's been a... Okay, okay, let's slow down, slow down, Your Honor. Honorable cast him. Now, you say you, you, you don't always... You just do what needs to be done. You can't tell me why. Can you tell me how? Well, that's uh, classified again, uh... And all of a sudden, you see people of Fairy Tin are kind of looking at each other in the audience. Even the prosecution, they they don't know where Roland's going. Even I mean, I'm not quite sure I understand it, but you know. But they also are like, you know, these questions really don't get raised in Fairy Tin. Well, um, well, well, sir, if, if you're gonna forget it, and we're gonna be put to death, then it won't. And you know the answer. Oh, correct, correct. I I went there this morning. Went where? Well, uh, it's supposed to be classified. He looks over at the prosecution. They kind of shrug. We'll we'll be put to death. Or 
Your Honor, if, if we're not put to death, how, how could you risk taking lives of, like you just killed those soldiers because they were, well, the volcano killed the soldiers. Volcanoes kill soldiers, not people, not fairies. So, uh, yeah, volcano did that. So you'd be willing to take the lives of people just on rules alone without knowing the whole, without us knowing the whole story. Well, I, I, well, okay, okay, okay. Back up one second. What I'm about to share with you does not. Unknown to people outside of Farrington. Non-fairies normally don't disclose this information because it's just unheard of. So if it's unheard of, it can't be good. And if we're not allowed, it can't be good. Well, sir, I'm just, Your Honor, I'm just curious how things work. And who who's behind all this is the, is the greater question. Well, that, that's the forbidden question. You can't. You, we can't ask that question. We do what needs to be done, and that is the fairy way. Now, as to how, I know this will be controversial, but you, you fine young man, you have convinced me that this needs to be spoken aloud. Each morning, a fairy wake awakes in the, the cottage, and... We do have some time to either enjoy some tea, some biscuits. Some of us like to talk to bunnies or birds or sit in the garden. Some of us join each other and have tea together or play a game. Go for walks, all sorts of lovely things, you know. We have quite, fairies we have quite leisurely morning before we call half dawn midday. Quarter day, we call it. I think you might call it quarter day, maybe. I don't know. Quarter of the day laps elapsed, we go to work. Okay. Now, if you're already on assignment, you know your assignment. You go off through your portal and you deal with your assignment. It might be as simple as, well, let's use a bunny. Oh, a bunny has fallen and it can't get up. You just simply help the bunny up and it goes along might be as complex as helping a woman become princess and then keeping her from getting impregnated by a man by all accounts I could say is a bad man. We fairies, we try to do no harm, but we must follow what we're told. Now, if a fairy has no assignment and they go to work, you find your legs just walking along, and you walk along, and you'll reach a glade, or a patch in the woods, or a spot near a lake. And then suddenly, the earth will shake a little bit. And then the earth in the court starts to shake. And then the ground will tremble even further, the actual surface of the ground. And then the, some of the stones, right in the center, right in front of the judge... Stones start to bounce, just in a, in a circle of stones starts to bounce. We go, and suddenly out of the ground comes, and then out of the ground comes the well of work. And then a well comes up. A pretty, pretty standard looking well, but 
it's it must have to be well if it was a normal well it'd be powered by a, a great spring because there's water right up to the surface of the the well which is about you know it's like one of the stone wells about waist high circular stone stone well circular stone well yeah really the stone well you say you know, the well of work would have expected something more melodious like the well of wondrous work well it's quite nice but no it's just a well of work because we go there you look in the well a scene starts to play out on the water and then you find yourself immersed in the scene and your assignment is transferred to you so this well here this is the well of work why I suppose it is uh well, yes, it looks quite like the Well of Work. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I suppose it is. And why do you suppose, Your Honor, it just appeared here? If I was, what would would would, you know, what what do you suppose would happen if I looked in the Well of Work? Well, I don't quite know, young man. Why don't you go? Okay, I'll look. So Roland walks over and he looks over the surface of the well, and he sees dark swirling gray mist and then an evil face laughing ah, 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 ah. what are you raised in a barn ah, 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 ah. Rowan says that's strange uh, I did I did see I saw something in there well what what, what did you see young man well it's confidential sir but I can tell you it's bad it was a bad man I saw well that's I guess that's it yeah I saw a bad man in there well, it could, it could just be your imagination, then. Well, Your Honor, I have a couple more questions about this well of woe. All of a sudden, you hear, like, a, a sound of arrows just... <laughs> and some arrows fly down, like, from the ceiling. I mean, they materialize through the ceiling, fly down, and they hit three random fairies in the uh, head that, that are uh, watching from the jury. And they drop dead. Everybody's like, R -r -r what the heck? What was that? Oh, uh, well, that was strange. Um, I suppose it was someone's assignment and they were just carrying it out. Or maybe they didn't care. That's never happened before. But kind of maybe it's like that volcano. A uh, bit unsettling. That probably isn't good. But let's go on with this trial, okay? Can you get to your point? I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll probably need to have the fairy council have to meet here. Okay, go ahead, Mr. Rowland. What would you suppose if I said, Mr. Sagatha, come here. Oh, yes, Roland. What can I help you with? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, prosecution, this well controls your lives, it seems. I, I was never aware. You know, in our world, our lives are assigned by something different than a well. Our parents... It's called our role, our societal role. For I, I was a, a milkmaid's son. And since I couldn't be a milkmaid myself because our cows were slaughtered in the great cow-killing fever, I was enlisted, I became an enlisted man. I joined the, the army. So I changed my role. 
But still, I was told I'm not of royal blood. I cannot. All I could be is a soldier. And I rose up. And I had the honor of being assigned to the princess's guard, the head of the princess's guard. At the time, there was no princess and no prospects for one. So it was kind of a, a bummer. And then suddenly, a wondrous beauty became princess. And I had the honor of... Well, again, the princess's guard is kind of a term. I just sit at the gate, and if someone's there to see the princess, I pass them on to the king's guard. And I say, oh, this man's cleared to see the princess. This woman's cleared to see the princess. Uh, oh, so you're kind of like a gate gatekeeper-ish. Gate watchman. Yeah, more or less, okay? But sometimes people like Cinderella, they break their role. She would have just been a, a cinder girl, destined to take abuse by her horrible, at the time, stepmother. So why, who, who's behind all this? Is there some great fairy god you pray to that enables you to, like, what, what, what would happen if, if you didn't complete your assignment? Well, you'd be punished, and your mind would be erased, and then you'd start a new assignment, probably. Or you'd be killed, and you wouldn't know it because you'd be dead. And your assignment will be killed out. The uh, Your assignment will be done. The well sees it. I mean, we saw it. We knew when we all got an alert from the well. Wells were popping up everywhere and telling us that Cinderella was sleeping. You know, we saw her sleeping with the prince. All right, all right, all right. Your Honor, members of the jury, this is, jury, this is ridiculous. What if someone less than benevolent is behind all this? Well, that would mean our lives are... Why, why don't fairies have the right to choose to do what needs to be done within... I just don't, I don't like any of this. But I accept it. And we were doing what we needed to be done. If we were following the fairy code, we needed to rescue Cinderella from the prince. Obviously, you are supposed to help Cinderella for a reason that's confidential or unknown. But we know that Cinderella is a good woman. She would be a good queen if she could rule a fair queen, an honorable queen. And we know that she's pure of heart and, and her intentions are for the greater good. So we did what we needed to do to continue to keep her safe. And that included trespassing or sexual apocalypse. That was the apocalypse of my heart. Um, you know, abuse of fairy magic, whatever else you want to do. Chew, chewing on fairy fairy want magic wands. What? You chewed on a mo Relax, relax, relax. Okay. So, yeah, we're, none of us are perfect here, Your Honor. And also, no, what Ray was rolling is trying to think of his next point, like five spears come through and spear five more fairies. This has got the uh, judge. Oh, dear, this is not good. Uh, we must, maybe we're missing our assignments by this trial. Is that what, what's, uh, uh, I'm going to need to look into you know, I have one more question, and then I will rest my case. Has anyone ever looked in the, the well and said no to their assignment? Uh, not that I know of, no. Has anyone ever drank from the well 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Drinking from the well is, is forbidden as asking the question that may not be asked. Drinking from the well would would give you a presume I would give you not I don't would give you forbidden knowledge and you'd instantly self destruct. Well there's Agatha here. Agatha you, you, you would you mind self destructing if necessary to save Cinderella? Oh, Roland, I've lived a, such a terrible life, and I've been such a burden to Cinderella. That no, I guess I I do not mind. Well, I'm just going to take this glass here that I'm pulling out of my pocket, this glass jar. I'm going to dip it in the well, and I'm going to give it to Agatha to drink. And then, uh, and as he's dipping the water in the well, a couple rocks come through and materialize, and boom, they land on the jury, smash like ten more fairies. Boom, another one. Boom, another one. Three. All right, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to wrap the trial. Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead and Agatha drink from the well. No, no, it's it's gonna. Agatha drinks the water. Nothing happens. Agatha drinks some water. Nothing happens. I guess I, well, now I have the knowledge of the well. All of a sudden, a fireball comes through. <laughs> blows up. And uh, Agatha looks in the well. She says, oh, my goodness. This this is going to need to be a mistrial, Your Honor. It looks like the king's forces are gathered at the portal. And there's some sort of evil wizard with him. And they're launching fireballs and arrows and cannons into the portal. They seem poised to destroy all of Ferryton. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh dear, you, you you didn't you didn't close the portal behind you, Penelope. Well, I wasn't the last one through. Who was the last one through, Roland? Was that you? Oh dear, Miss O. Uh, oh, ah, uh, yeah, uh, yes, Your Honor, Your Honorable Tascam, Castam. Ah, uh, hmm. Oh dear. Oh no, I did leave the door open. Oh, oh. Father. All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, prosecution, I need, in the honor of an unprecedented attack of Ferryton, I need to call this a mistrial. Your Honor, Your Honor, Honor. <clears throat> Hi, Your Honor. This is Cinderella speaking. It is our fault the uh, gate is open, and we will help you deal with this situation. So we will do our best. Oh, my goodness. Cinderella's looking at it, and she sees was. <laughs> Another fireball. This one comes straight out of the well, goes into the ceiling, explodes. It was like a a magic missile-type spell out of the wizard's fingers, fireball, wizard, I don't know, spell. And the ceiling starts caving. Everyone's like, run for your lives. And then arrows are flying. And it's like the king's army, or what's left of it, is just shooting stuff straight into the portal. And they run for their lives, screaming and shouting and crying to escape out of the courthouse. And that's where we're going to stop tonight. Ferryton under attack, a mistrial, and a whole lot of of chattering that episode. But yeah, Ferryton's under attack by the king, some sort of evil wizard that we haven't run into before, and his... National Guard or something. So we'll be back soon.
We'll be back Tuesday night with another episode of After the Glass Slipper.